0: This is a and Reviews. I'm Adrian.
1: I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes.
0: And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like a m Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at a m Reviews.
1: And follow us on Instagram at moze underscore TV16.
0: And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore.
1: Which will be linked in our podcast
0: Thanks for listening
1: Welcome back everybody to a Reviews It's Muhammad and Adrian We're here to review the Amazon Prime TV series The Boys Season 2 And I think For anybody who's already watched Season 1 they should know the main Cast but you know we'll run Down some of the main ones so we got Carl Urban as the Butcher Jack Quad or Quaid as Huey, Anthony Starr as Homelander, Aaron. Mori as Annie. Wait as what? Starlight. Starlight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to say her last name.
0: I don't know. Mori sounds right.
1: Yeah. Dominique McElliott or Elegot. As <laughs> Qu- <laughs> I just really need to stop while I'm in my head Um <laughs> i just run down the actual cast of like from the show. So we got yeah. the butcher Huey Homelander Starlight uh, Queen Maeve a train mother's milk the deep Frenchie the female. Um, I actually just learned her name was actually Kimiko. Um,
0: yes. I'm not sure they said her name in the last season.
1: No, I don't think they did. But um She was known as the female. And then we have Black Noir. Ashley Barrett. Who is that?
0: Ashley
1: Barrett. um... Oh, okay. I see. She's the publicist. She's the one who just overreacts to everything.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah. Um, Stormfront, our new character. Pretty interesting there. And who is this? Victoria. Okay, yeah. Definitely know who she is now. Victoria Newman. And that's the main cast right there. But, of course, we have a whole bunch of craziness with season two. Um, They really amp up a lot of the gore. It's kind of hard to just pin down just one central story, but um, (laughs) Compound V is out and about, and everybody knows about it. Um, Everybody's trying to figure out where... The soups come from which they call the superhero people in this show who work with Vaught, a big company, and they're paid to protect everybody. Um, but we have Starlight, she is the one that's with Huey, and they're trying to uncover the mystery really, just trying to tell the truth about what Vaught is and what Compound V is. Um, but what did you get from season two of Amazon's The Boys?
0: So I think they did a really good job continuing the story from the first season. Um, This one, like you said, primarily focuses on um, Compound V and getting it out there. But in a lot of ways, and I'm glad they did this, um, halfway through the season or so, they do expose Compound V for what it is. And, you know, tell the world that it was a drug that was bought from the government or from Vought. And um, parents, you know, simply drugged their kids to see what would happen. Um, and they weren't just naturally given these powers. Um, and the storyline follows that. It also talks about the, the original soup, which we'll get into um, with Stormfront. And um, some of the side plots are some race things talking about, um, you know, all the people who were at soups tend to be white, kind of the Aryan um type um who were the people who got the soup compound um, and there's also um some juxtaposed to like what we're currently going through with politics um, and neo-nazis and how that is kind of portrayed in this universe um so a lot of a lot of side storylines a lot of deep things um but definitely just as entertaining um, and fun to watch this season.
1: I would definitely agree. Um, there's a lot of side stories. Just about every character gets their own story. We get some backstory with Frenchie, uh, Mother's Milk, um, even with Huey, how he had, uh, he didn't have the greatest relationship with his mother. Um, Starlight, same thing, did not have a great relationship with her mother. Um, and also some of the, previous 7 that's what they call the group the superheroes the 7 how they were you know outcast and um how you can become a part of the 7 i mean there's 8 episodes and i'm just trying to nail down one part to talk about <laughs> so uh-huh. much happens um but let's i guess what are your
0: highlights
1: okay my highlights i would say yeah. stormfront stormfront definitely um okay I think you said whenever we reacted to the trailer, she was going to be more of like the um, modern or new style type of superhero, you know, that got into social media and was, um, you know, posting everything. But in reality, she's from the past. Uh, Yes. She is. Yes. Huge turn. Um, She was a part of. The uh, I wouldn't. Did she say that she was a part of the Holocaust? But I mean,
0: it was something um, like that. Um. So, so the doctor, so her husband, who was you know the, the creator of Vat, um, was one of the scientists who worked during the Nazi movement, considering okay. himself a Nazi.
1: Okay. Yeah, but she was a part of that group, and she was all about white supremacy Um, but she hides that for the most part throughout most of the season and her and Homelander they gain this this uh, (laughs) relationship that's kind of weird but it works in a way for them and she is probably worse than Homelander because of where she came from and how ruthless she is
0: yes i mean she's she is a force right so i mean she comes in very sure of herself um kind of undermining homelander and the rest of the team getting in there and just picking on their weaknesses essentially um her power base is basically like lightning bolts super speed flight um and the ability to just not age um pretty much and she reveals herself over time um, and she gives little nuggets throughout, right? Um, she picks on A Train um, with some coded language, uh, and you know, saying things like "you're kind" or "it's a shame." Um, there's a scene where she runs through a building, and she's running after Huey and you know his gang of uh, bandits. But she takes the time to really destroy the apartment complex she's running through, um, and not really care. And this is primarily minority place, and she could care less. Um, we see all that, I think, before the flashback of knowing where she came from. Um, but essentially, she'd always had these issues um, with race. And I think it wasn't really said, but she kind of just retired from the position for a while, um, but found a new calling today. Which is the part that I think is the the, the uh, story aligning with today in the fact in the way that a lot of people – i would i wouldn't say racism is increasing or um returning but i'll say those who have those thoughts are definitely feel more empowered to spread them um whether it's you know gender bias sexuality and or and racism for whatever reason they feel empowered um to, to express those things openly um and in this series um storefront kind of takes takes after that path and finds people who agree with her, right? They want more soups. They want, um, and it's it's kind of it's it's kind of really scary thinking about her speeches versus Hitler's speeches, say, saying they want the the superior man, the Aryan race, right? Essentially, that was what Stormfront was doing with Compound B, uh, wanting more soups just like her. Um, and exactly. in some ways, she manipulates Homelander. Um, it, it gets pretty interesting. Yeah, she manipulates Homelander.
1: The fans that she has all on social media and in person and her speeches kind of remind me of I don't really know what's the right way to say it, but it kind of reminds me of how Trump is, you know, how he has his rallies Mm -hmm. and it empowers some of those people who are, you know, racist to, (laughs) you know, come out the woodworks and. You you just find that there's so many of those other people out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: and there's there's so many similarities to
0: that. Yeah, definitely. So very timely, I think, on the part of the um the directors, the writers here. Um it's it's notable to say to mention Stormfront in the comics was also a um pretty much a Nazi. Um it was a male character in the comics. They made that gender switch. Um, for this role and I think was still very effective, if not more so, um, given the relationship with Homelander. But definitely an interesting story arc throughout with some surprises um, that I really enjoyed. I will say one of the more confusing parts and funny parts of the series um, was whenever you see um, Homelander's weird love interest. I don't know if I mean, like, love interest is the right word um but madeline stillwell is dead he killed her in the last season um but we see her in a cabin and talking to homelander and you know being having their weird relationship um and all of a sudden you know she says she's in pain and she morphs into like this stubby chubby guy and (laughs) it's a shapeshifter that homelander has either paid or kidnapped to pretend to be her so he can like de-stress it's a very strange relationship that he has um with the idea of this woman now that she has gone um but definitely was not expecting that didn't need to be there but but hilarious um and then before the shape are turning into himself it was really really weird for a second
1: yeah but before we move on from that point um i think i think that he he never got to have a mother so that's why he kind of longs for that Because he does talk about how he grew up in a lab and everybody was afraid of him. And he's trying to teach his son, which is another interesting point, um, how to be like him because he never had somebody to teach him to use his powers.
0: Yes. um, She's definitely the mother figure that he um, has. Interesting, like his interpretation of mother figure, but um, (laughs) that's what he needs in his life. Um, there's also the whole story arc with Homelander's son, um, who's coming into his own, um, being raised in this bubble with his mother under the bot's protection, um, and how that impacts the butcher, um, and his wife and this child. Um, I think the butcher and the child gave me, it reminded me of, um, Logan, how, you know, he has all these kids who, are, who are, he's helping to escape um, in that film. Kind of this old, rusted, hardened guy who's done so much harm, um, who finds in his heart at the end to take in this child or get what they need the best of them.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, this one might be a, a weird comparison, but it kind of reminded me of Fences. Because he's taking on a child (laughs) a child that's not
0: his.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except the roles are reversed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The roles are reversed
1: in the situation.
0: (laughs) I don't know why she didn't get an Oscar for that. I had never seen someone's nostrils so clear. Um, I (laughs) did we review fences we didn't no and no. we suspect if we did but <laughs>
1: continue. well i mean but what do you think of that comparison though do you think that's fair
0: i i guess i guess um i think i think in fences the father was much more not happy um with anything including the child his son. Um, so I don't know. I have to think about that one. <laughs> but I'm saying.
1: But I'm saying um, the butcher is taking on the role of. Uh, I'm about to say Annalise Keating, but um, what's the actor's real name? <laughs> <laughs> um, dang it! What's her name? Oh, she is. To um. Uh, Viral. Yeah, yeah, Vi- yeah. Viola Davis. So she. The butcher is taking on the role of Viola Davis in the situation by taking on a child that's not his, um, and having I, heart to take care of him.
0: I could see that. Now he does give him away. I mean, he pretty much gives him to the government. <laughs> yeah, but he still takes saving. care of him on his own for like a day or a couple of hours. It was a hard couple of hours, but um, that was that was that was that was an interesting comparison. Yeah,
1: um, but with this story, um, Homelander, he's trying to have a relationship with his son, um, but the mother of the son, she doesn't want him around at all. She wants to raise the son as her own, even though they live in this isolated house that's completely separated from um, civilization. And Homelander uses that to his advantage by showing the son that he's just in a fake place and, you know, come with me. I'll show you the way, how to live, how to be a superhero. And, you know, we'll have a whole bunch of fun. But, um, the son reala- realizes that, you know, I made a mistake. I don't want to be away from my mother. Um, I don't know all these people, uh, even though he may be, may be my father. I'm not ready for this spotlight because there's, there's a time where, Uh, The son, he's at, I think, some type of amusement park or something with Vought, and Mm -hmm. everybody wants to come up to Homelander and get pictures and autographs, and he just has stage fright. Um, And that's when he realizes, you know, I want my mother back, I want to go back home, and Homelander eventually, you know, loses him because the mother... She's about to get killed by uh, Stormfront, and that's when the son, he finally gets his laser eyes, lasers up Stormfront, but also kills his mother in the process.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was that was a big scene. I was sad that the mother died. I feel like she did a lot in this episode, the series or the season, um, but I definitely didn't think they would kill her. And they did. Um, No. It was it was an interesting that battle, you know, getting up to that point where he killed her uh, was pretty good. I think they did a pretty good job with graphics and showing everything. Oh yeah, um, that some girl power moments that was a big theme throughout this oh. whole thing. Let's talk about um, that. And it's was that.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about that girl power scene. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So <laughs> we have Starlight, um, Kimiko, or the female, mm-hmm. and Queen Maeve just piling on stormfront just kicking her punching her you know calling her all types of names because she's hurt all of them um stormfront has come in and taking the shine off of all of them she's ruined all of their lives and they're just letting out all their frustration on her and i thought it was just so funny
0: it was like powerpuff girls right (laughs) it's like they they beat her like she was mojo jojo he just robbed a bank You know, I mean, they. (laughs) it was bad. And it's funny because halfway through the season, they pick on this girl power thing, right? For marketing reasons, they're doing a bunch of interviews, Queen, Maeve, Starlight, and um, Stormfront. And they're talking about the girl power on The Seven, right? What is that like? And like, can we get other questions? Not about that. Um, Yeah, we're women, but there are other things to us. Um, So they pick on that. For a couple, for a little while, when it's forced for marketing and things like that, and then at the end they come together, the three who are really aligned against Stormfront, which I thought was a pretty interesting juxtaposition. Um, there's also the there is a you know Queen Queen Maeve, well Homefront, wow well, Homefront, Homelander. <laughs> um, That's
1: them wanted, together. He's,
0: he's feeling, yeah, he's feeling down about the attention being away from him and all on Stormfront, so he outs Queen Maeve on national television that she's gay, um, and even like threatens her uh, partner or on and off person. Um, and they really use that to their for marketing, right? They want Queen Maeve's girlfriend to wear a suit, look more manly, right? Um, because two feminine um, lesbians doesn't go well for, for the viewers, right? Um, and because you have the member of is supposed to be not a Christian, well, I guess Christian organization, um, but they have this whole religious element, you know, with it there's another side plot that's really picking on I think Scientology, um, with the church in this uh, universe and the deep, and his journey through the church and finding a wife. Um, but so, so them having a gay member was a big deal, um, and they really marketed it when Maeve didn't want to. Um, so Storm, so, so Mave was also very upset about that. And doing that storm front was kind of Homelander's lackey, um, wasn't a good time. So a lot, a lot of different moving storylines throughout this entire thing um, that were all I think opened and closed really well. Um, do you have any other highlights, or do you want to give like one low light, one thing you were missing out on, or hoped to, that you would have happened?
1: Um, I would say another highlight is whenever they go to that prison. Um, Yes. Where they they go to. uh, What is it? Um, It's a prison where they are testing on other soups or testing vlogs on people just to see how they react. And Stormfront, she's the leader of it. She's uh, like if something doesn't go right, she just gets rid of that person and moves on to the next. But Mm -hmm. there's a prison escape. And one person that comes out of this is. I don't know his character's name in the series, but it's basically um, I don't know what I'm saying. What, thinking Ice Boy, um, Ice Man from the yes. X Men. So, and his powers is fire. So the opposite of what he was in X Men, and I thought that was nice.
0: Oh yeah, definitely something for like comic book fans or like fans of the movies. The early, you know the reason we have all these movies is because of the X-Men in the 2000s, really. Um, And having him in this and then have fire instead of ice given that whole storyline in the film, which is really good.
1: Yeah. Um, And as far as lowlights, I guess the deep storyline, he he continues to be somebody that I think most people don't care about because he started out as a rapist. I mean, he still is, but yeah, He's trying to uh, get back into the seven and it, that just continually escapes him and he's just tossed to the side and he's just <laughs> he, he's just a, a character that nobody cares about. They don't care to put him back into the seven. Um, nope. They just want to just drag him along and drag his body through the mud.
0: Yeah, um, I would say. His storyline is interesting. It's all about, you know, trying to get back in the seven, heal himself. Um, There's this whole trippy part where he's given a drug and locked in a room and has to confront his demons. And they're his gills. And they talk to him, Um, which is pretty. It was disgusting, but it got you could tolerate it. And then it was pretty, pretty funny what was happening. Um, But he has a lot of hurt um, and he's done a lot of wrong. And he's trying to make amends he joins this church to help fix it all um, they even pick a wife for him to make him look more whole and all and it was for nothing he didn't get back into the seven and he <laughs> it's like for all of that for nothing um, one of the more hilarious parts was the whale scene uh, which was in the trailers um, <laughs> but essentially um, the deep you know summons one of his whales to stop um, Hui and the butcher and mother's milk and his gang um, and they ram through the whale, <laughs> which is just, it gives really funny visuals. Um, only complaint there is the whale when they are coming out of it, like the thing they had built to be the whale was much smaller in scale than the thing that was like CGI. So that was like a pet beef, but it's fine. It's, it's Amazon, it's a TV show. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't, low lights for me, I, I would agree. I think the deep storyline was kind of like took away from a lot. Um, there was a very awkward scene, um, where the well, I'm gonna call Bobby, um, from the X-Men, but Bobby his Drake. character, um, wasn't or his character was um, pretty much in the last episode, second last episode, pretty much locked in the house, um, as because he was gonna be a character witness against Vought, um, in the big congressional case, um, and Hughie was there to watch him. In a very weird speech that he equivalent, like, very weird, if you watch the season, it's uncomfortable a few minutes. Um, <laughs> in what feels like a suicide watch, which it really is, um, given what happens shortly after. But um, that was a weird scene um, in the whole thing. And then you get this ending, which was one of the more interesting parts, um, and why I'm hoping for a season three, is because oh, we have this They've already said it's going to be... So they have confirmed season three. Awesome. It's confirmed. So the, uh, Throughout the season, we were people's heads just exploded for no reason, right? The CIA agent who was helping um, the butcher get his wife had exploded on the spot, right? I think a couple of the folks had exploded. Okay. And then at the end, we have this congressional scene. We're bringing in the witnesses to go against VOD and sue them, the government and whatnot. And people's heads in the room just begin exploding, exploding, exploding. And no one knows who's doing it, what soup is doing it, if they shooting people's heads. No one knows what's happening. But the person leading that congressional meeting, um, I forget the, her name. She's a senator or a congresswoman um, in the series who is really modeled after, um, in real life, um, Congresswoman um, AOC, um, who's kind of an ultra-liberal, um, progressive um congresswoman and at the end of the film you find that she is the one with the ability to burst people's heads and she's been fighting vaughn she doesn't want more soups or anything but she herself is a soup so what does that mean does that mean she's working with vaughn does she go rogue is it all a part of the plan i don't know and i'm very excited to find out
1: oh yeah and her name is victoria newman the Yes. or congresswoman yes. um yeah that is very interesting i don't think she's directly working with Vlot, but i think Vlot has a key piece in what she wants um she is running for well she's already a congresswoman but i'm thinking she's wanting a higher position and wanting to take over at some point point. and Vlot is a key piece in that so she doesn't want that to go completely down from what I can see. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I almost forgot about her or just the, just about the exploding heads because of what was all coming together in the last episode. Right. <laughs> it, like <clears throat> if they didn't show that right at the end, I would have completely forgot about it because there's just so much that happens in this TV series. Um, and And then it was once a week. Some stuff I I did forget, but um, it was very good. And I'm really looking forward to season three. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Black Noir, how he got. Right. (laughs) So he is allergic to, is it coconut or something like that?
0: Peanuts, I think.
1: Yeah. And he, he gets fed that and he starts breaking out terribly. And it almost kills him. Or it does kill
0: him. I think, yeah, else? he does die for the peanut allergy.
1: Yeah. But I
0: thought they said something about him coming back. I wasn't sure. Oh, maybe. But. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that was just a cruel and unusual punishment. I think, who was it Queen Mae who did that? Who gave him the peanut butter or something like or Or peanut bar? Um, Someone. But there's, like, little, because he can't talk. Throughout the beginning of the season, whenever he's in like the rooms doing surveillance and things, someone has a um, chocolate bar with peanut, and he puts it. He says he puts the trash can out so they can put it in the trash. Um, and you don't really understand why, and you find out he has a peanut allergy. And um, that's how they kind of stop him um, towards the end because he's a faithful soldier of bot who doesn't really question anything, who is a, a big antic and um, a big uh, villain or um, and. What's like, pro- antagonist um, for uh, the boys um, throughout. You know, he was kind of the one really hunting them. Um, but this season was it was long as always. Um, you know, very good. So many different storylines. We can we can't go over them all. Um, so we definitely I highly encourage to watch.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was trying to find the leader of Vought now that Madeline St- Stillwell is gone. I think his name is Stan Edgar, and he plays a yes. pretty key role in this.
0: He is pretty much um, Nick Fury in this universe, except he's more concerned with money than anything else, right? I mean, there was a whole point he's a he's a black man. There was a whole there was a point where he and the butcher were bargaining um, for the butcher's wife, and he brought up Stormfront and her racist history, um, and he was more concerned with the money. He was like, "I." Doesn't affect me. I'm all about the bottom line. And right now she's making us cash, which is very interesting um, because you have to understand in real life as well. It's not, you know, there's an old saying, all skin folk aren't kin folk. So you can't just assume because someone looks like you, they're going to think like you. Um, Sometimes they have ulterior motives, which was something they pointed out here.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. They're not always for you or for the best thing for you. And he made it pretty interesting talking about how A-Train and Stormfront, they weren't mixing well. And that's because of Stormfront's past history of racism. And I think A-Train, he kind of took a backseat in this season. He was kind of moving in the background, making things happen. And, you know, he just got pushed back into the seven right at the end. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good season. I mean, there's a lot that happens. A lot of stuff explodes whole bunch of gore um maybe even more gory than the first season
0: i think so i mean the exploding heads alone um i think it was a little more gore um sexual innuendos i feel like last season was a little more direct except for like maybe a couple episodes in this season um but definitely a lot more gore um the racist undertones um You know, that on purpose to discuss, Um, but definitely on par with the last season.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, We didn't talk about Homelander that much, but, I mean, he was doing his thing. He's evil. Um, Every time that he comes into a room and he's silent, you know somebody's about to die.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, he he has that thing. I mean, there's a whole also... I would say it was kind of some of the more boring parts of the series for me. Homelander's story arc with his son, you know, visiting, trying to make Stormfront be a stepmom kind of—it's awkward for everyone. Um, and <laughs> and it is a very important part. It builds a lot of the story behind his motivations and actions. Um, so yes, there is that whole storyline with um, with Homelander. I was more interested in other things, I guess.
1: Yeah, but at the end of the series, Homelander, he has the choice of um, killing the butcher at this point because the son has killed his mother while also almost killing Stormfront. And at this point, Stormfront, it looks like she's reverting back to her past language, um, you know, in in Mm -hmm. German. And um, he's very upset. He's he wants to kill the butcher but then Queen Maeve shows up and shows the airplane scene. Whenever he was going to let everybody die, which they did, and (laughs) he threatens to just destroy everything if she releases that. But she calls his bluff and he ends up falling in line, you know, accepting um, Starlight back into the uh, seven, which we didn't talk about. Starlight was put in prison, but Homelander, he cares more about the way he looks than his son, the way he looks to the public. Right. But any other comments or interesting points?
0: No, I think it does it for me. I definitely, like I said, enjoyed this season. Um, a very good sequel to the first season. Uh, even if you didn't watch the first one, I'd, of course, definitely watch that one. Um, but it's just, it's filmed very well. The cinematography is pretty good, um, especially for it being, you know, a, a show Um. It's, it's one of the finer ones.
1: I would agree. Um, this is probably one of the best superhero movies. No, not movies, but TV shows that I've ever seen. Um, the way the cameras are, it does have a darker tone. Or, I mean, not darker mm-hmm. tone, but darker look. You know, I think this is what DC wanted, that darker look, but not yes. to the point where you can't see it.
0: Right. It's, <laughs> it's the difference between a filter and turning off the lights. Big difference.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's much more mature, of course. Um, And it gives a very realistic feel of not, I mean, really nobody is completely innocent in this show. Um, Even Starlight, whenever she was working with the butcher to to try to save Huey, they end up killing this innocent man. But I mean, by accident, but they just end up moving on. Um, So nobody is innocent or totally innocent in this. And, there was a lot of realistic things that happen in this and I enjoyed it for that.
0: Yeah, definitely not a lot of realism. A lot of things that can be can be applied to real life. Um, you know, watching it on screen. I would love, you know, if this just this week alone in real life were in the season on uh on the boys <laughs> and how they'll be doing all this, I would love to see that. But um, uh
1: yeah. <laughs> and if- <laughs> in the middle of a presidential race.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Especially uh, this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but let's go ahead and give it a rating. So, the lowest rating is Trash. Middle is Background Noise. And the highest is a Banger. So, how would you rate the season two of Amazon The Boys?
0: I'm going to rate this one a mid-level Banger. I think it is very good watch um i think there are a few areas i can't give it a high banger just because i think there are a few things they like little nitpicky details they could have did better um but it i loved it all the way through
1: oh yeah i i highly enjoyed it um i remember whenever the trailer first came out or the second trailer came out this and the umbrella academy came out and i was kind of going back and forth on which one i would like more and I think I still feel the same way. I think it's pretty equal. Um, now, uh, The Boys Season 2 is definitely more brutal than Umbrella Academy Season 2, but I think mm-hmm. they both kept me on the edge of my seat. And I'm going to go with a mid-level banger, just like you. There's there's so many high points in this Season 2 um, that it'll keep you very interested on the edge of your seat. But there are a little bit of things like some storylines that are a little bit more boring than others. And I was just trying to get back to, I guess the main storyline or more interesting storylines, you know, like with the deep, Uh, I guess he's a required character because he was a part of the seven, but (laughs) he's just not that interesting.
0: He wasn't that interesting, but I, but his storyline, it was some, some current commentary as well. Like I said, if you look into the, the, the church of Scientology, Um, and Tom Cruise, just Google that and you'll get a long list of YouTube videos and conspiracy theories that will like suck you in for hours. Um, and I think that's what they were really describing here, um, was the church and it's and, um, the, the way it functions with business and that kind of stuff. Not really that interesting of all the storylines, but I think it was, I haven't known any other media really to, um, talk about that, um. Some would argue if you look into those conspiracy theories because the media is scared to because they're of the sort of church of Scientology. But that's a whole nother thing that you can look up um, on what Scientology is and make your own conclusions.
1: I mean, I've definitely heard of it, you know, being um, associated with Tom Cruise, but right. I haven't really looked into it. I don't think I have time for that right now, but maybe one day. Yeah, it's kind of messed <laughs> up. Um OK, but I think there was a throwaway line that, where they said how I guess churches with, with taxes, there there was some type of thing they said with that. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I guess, you know, churches escaping from paying taxes or something. I, I couldn't remember what it was. Mm. I'm talking about in, in the series.
0: I can't. The big is a really thing short line. Fresco. soda. Um, But I can't remember that.
1: Yeah, it it might have been with the Congresswoman. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. The phone. Yeah. Something about as long as our tax code can stay the same because they don't pay taxes because they're a church, but they're obviously a business, but they try to keep it under wraps. Oh, no, it was it was a conversation between the leader of the church and Edgar. Um, I think, on the phone, because they have some strong ties with the church and the business. Yeah, And I think the church funnels the money into the business because it's untaxed, because they're classified as a church, which yes. the congresswoman yes. allows, right?
1: Something like that. They were tied up in some type of way. It was right at the right. end of the season.
0: Right. And I think I think that's a big thing for next semester, getting into this church and its ties to the congresswoman and the uh, and Vought.
1: Yeah. But the guy yeah. who was the leader of it, he got his head exploded.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and that's where we find out that the congresswoman has powers. Now, right during that scene, whenever everybody's head was exploding, she was just as surprised like. Her eyes mm-hmm. weren't turning white like it was at the end of the season when she showed us her powers. So that's I'm wondering if like if she is not the only
0: one who can do that or does she have a team of people? I don't know. It could have been an editing mistake. Like <laughs> just convenient that her eyes didn't change in that room. Um, that's I don't know. That's a good catch. I didn't realize that. But you're right.
1: Yeah, it, it does not change. I mean, I went back and watched. I was like, mm, wait a minute. She was just as surprised as everybody else. Yes, I guess she should be to keep her alias. But But, um, I mean, her eyes should be turning white or something.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but maybe they should have just left that out. Maybe her eyes shouldn't have turned white at the end.
0: But if they didn't do that, it could have possibly been better.
1: Yeah. You know, her just looking at him and just exploding. That would have been fine,
0: right? Maybe a little nose wrinkle or something like that, like Bewitched.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, she does have like a, a nose that kind of sticks out there. I mean, it's not yeah, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look bad, but you know. But any other comments about season two of The
0: Boys? I don't think so. I think I think we've covered. At least the parts that are most interesting to us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully everybody else finds that interesting.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, that does it for us at a and Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And also click our message link to send us a message and get featured on the show. Thanks for listening.